This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by Squarespace, the easiest solution to web design around. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and use the offer code IGN for 10% off your order. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome to Beyond. I am Max Scoville. Joining me today, Marty Sleva. Hey. Brian Altano. And Eden Rohatensky. Am I saying that right? Yes. I've literally never said that right before no, in my life. You've said that right five times. Eden, Ooh, I've counted. That's such wow. an exotic name. Wow, that's really a weird yeah. thing to count. Eden, what do you do? Who are you? I'm a full stack engineer at Vox Media, publisher of Polygon. You build computers? Um, sometimes. From, and the in, you build the inside of computers. Yeah, I, which is I built the tubes that are the internet. Good. There's good. a full. Uh, what's a full stack? A full stack means that I do like back end programming and front end programming. All that. It confusing. basically makes me sound like a sleazy dude in a bar. Yeah, but that, programming. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start telling people I'm a full stack programmer. Not, I just think of pancakes. <laughs> that's that's delicious. delicious. You know, you also you also podcast. Yes, I am the host and co-founder of the Jimmy and Eden Podcast Network. And we make a podcast that's not about video games. With a man named Jimmy Champagne, who does a lot of freelance news yeah, stuff Yeah, he freelances for here. Right. I forgot and about that. he was that. at Beyond 300. We met Jimmy right. Champagne's mm-hmm. dad. He has, yep. he has excellent hair. Yeah. Has, good, yeah. good friend of the show. One of the, Probably one of the best names in the world for somebody that isn't a lounge singer. Yeah, weird <laughs> that your name is Jimmy Champagne and that you, when you people meet you, it's not in like a VIP area. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're not like, there's no money the floating in the air around you. When, he owns you know. no neon colored blazers. That's really weird. He's, he's kind of blowing it, actually. He's squandering the name. That's when weird. When I released my album, I told him he had to do PR for it because it sounded really funny to have Jimmy Champagne, a PR man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's totally. True. Yeah. Or a hype man. Yeah. 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 Um, do they still have hype men? I have yeah. them. Is, has there ever been a hype woman? Yeah, yes. there's been hype women. Was like uh, Lil Debbie was a hype woman for Crayshon. Oh wow! I thought for, I, I thought you meant Lil Debbie like the, the the cupcake heiress. I mean, she was technically a nope. hype woman for her cupcakes too. That's yes, just... and cough syrup. Well, so, welcome to the um, show. Yeah, <laughs> welcome, welcome. This is uh, podcast beyond. If you're for some reason just tuning in, is is a show about PlayStation. Yeah, the world's and number one PlayStation podcast. They, they have games on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is I'm going to be just up front here, and it's apparently bad form to do this, but. Uh, it's a really slow news week. It is a There's super slow really news week. really not a lot happening. Yep. We had a lot of cool stuff to talk about last week. Uh, I guess we do have uh, Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided. Is that what it's called? Sure. Yeah, which we sort of touched on last week, and we kind of knew that's what it was about. Right. Uh, well, I did. I went on the record and said, I hope it's not a mobile game, and it's not. So. You did yeah, it! Yeah. Right. yeah, we will specify it is a slow news week so far. But in Podcast Beyond History, we'll probably say a bunch of things that will be proven wrong yeah, by tomorrow. Yeah, it's a slow news week in that it is 2 o'clock on a Monday. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so by the time you hear the show, there might be, you know, who knows, maybe yeah. David Jaffe stole a real car. Halo 7 <laughs> for PlayStation. I don't think any of those things are happening. So for this episode, we ended up digging into the mailbag. We yeah. went to the Facebook group, and we got some suggestions for topics. Uh, I think we looked at a tweet. It didn't have anything to do with this, but it was like a, it was a sponsored tweet. Well, I about showed you guys a tweet earlier of a pug wearing a T-shirt with a picture of a pug on it, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. That was yeah. my one. favorite thing. That was yeah. a good a good one. Um, yeah, here's a, here's a big thing. We've been talking about this kind of on on and off nonstop for a while now. Bloodborne, big old game. A lot yeah. of people have been playing. A lot of people have probably finished it at this point, or they've kind of you know they've chewed it up and it's mm-hmm. approaching the end. What next? Yeah, that's a. Uh, 
Last week, Brian, you uh, told the story about how you fell out of love and then back in love with Bloodborne and how it's yeah. okay. You almost quit your game of the year. I almost left and then I came back. And now you're back. You're, you're killing witches. I'm you're do- talking I'm with Shuhei Yoshida about killing really spider good. women. Yeah, that, how cool is that? Yeah. What a world we live in. Yeah. Um, I beat the One Reborn mm-hmm. on my first try, which is like this boss that just murders everybody. And I, I just felt like amazing walking into his dumb house yeah. and killing him. That I want you to rude. know that w- the way you talk about Bloodborne <laughs> – Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> little old mouse sneezes. The way you talk about Bloodborne is the way other people talk about exercise. Yeah. And I feel that same level of alienation. Right. Um, it's funny. You, you went on that big thing last last week and talked about how excited it was. And, and I'd, I'd heard the first half of that. I'd heard the part where you were giving up because you were tired of the loading times and you didn't want to do the work. Yeah. And that's when people are like, man – I hate going to the gym. It's tiring. But then the part two of that is they're like, yeah, I lost 30 pounds and I can now lift up parts of cars. You are like, yeah, man, I just did a, I did a 5K. Uh, I just, you know, I've been really trying to do the quads. Uh, yeah, totally. I'm, you're telling, I'm 100% yeah, I, with I you. I fought the Reborn and it was satisfying. <laughs> yeah. I got my I got my reps up. And that I was got my personal the, trainer yeah. apparently. <laughs> I don't no, know. I'm, with, I'm just as confused by exercise people. Actually, uh, I have free weights in my apartment and a couple days ago I went to look – I went to use them and I was just like, what's like the proper form? Because I know when you exercise at home, you can really mess your stuff up if you don't know what you're doing. That's health facts from Brian Altano. <laughs> um, and I went to look up uh, how to lift frit, and I got to the FR, and Google was like, how to lift the front of a truck. <laughs> and I was like, yo, Google, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, back to back to Bloodborne. <laughs> yep. is you brought it to exercise. Don't give it back to back to Bloodborne on this. Um, and this for me, Mister Man. I love how you you wanted to just clarify that you do sometimes exercise too. You're like, Not well, really. Just, you know, I try, but then I found out about how to live the secrets of truck exercise. Truck exercises. Truck exercises. Isn't that a CrossFit gym? Yeah, truck exercise. No, so I, yeah, I'm playing Bloodborne. I love it. It's doing that thing, and it, I was talking about it last week. It's this constant like it it kills you and kicks your ass mm-hmm. and then makes you better mm-hmm. and you come back and keep playing it. And I really like that sort of condition response that, it, that comes with totally. it. And I get I get it from certain kind of like roguelike games. There was a couple games last year that were... Uh, yeah, that, I mean, like Rogue Legacy did that. Yeah. Spelunky did it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where you're just like, I'm in, I'm improving and I know mm-hmm. I'm improving. Yeah. And it's rewarding me because of that. So I was... It was a, it's sort of a two-part question. One, where can I find more experiences like that? And two... What, what are these guys doing next? Because yeah. I talked to you about uh, about Dark Souls, and you said to me basically, I said, should I go back and play these games now that I'm really getting into Bloodborne? Like, it's like I want to hear the other albums that the band made, you know? Sure, sure, sure. And you're like, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just ju- like a lot of people have been asking this too, because it's like, so last week, uh, Scholar of the First Sin came out for yep. PS4 and Xbox One, and it's like, well, if I love Bloodborne, should I go back and play this? And I'm like. You probably should, but I don't think – I think a lot of people who love specific things about Bloodborne aren't going to love specific things about Dark Souls 2. Uh, like, first off, the Dark Souls 2 uh, Scholar of the First Sin stuff is way harder than Bloodborne. Like, it is mean. It is cruel. It is a really crappy first step into the series. Really? Like, if that's your first game, this game is, is incredibly mm-hmm. difficult. Your weapons break all the time. The enemies are just rude. They're just, okay. they're just being, you know, just being foul. That's a weird. That's a weird thing. Yeah, to be is just rude. Yeah, it's just they, rude. like they actually insult you on top. They of insult. Them? Yeah, because if you have a PlayStation Eye, it like looks at you and it hey, judges. Fatty. Yeah, it exactly. assesses your your body type and probable insecurities. Yeah, yeah. Cool um, hairline, idiot, and then yeah. they smash your spear in half. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a weird like. 
I don't know, it's the thing that makes sense to go to next, but yep. one of the games uh, coming out, I think this week, is Titan Souls. Titan yeah. Souls And is that's a game that I feel like, even though it looks super different, that it's a game that kind of makes sense to go to next. Have you heard about Titan Souls? Have you Not seen it? Not very much, no. Yeah, so it's this uh, top-down, uh, it's this indie game that like one dude, again, I, this is like the year of the one dude games. Yeah. A one dude game is a genre what one dude made. I made that genre up. Okay, one yeah. dude games. One dude games. Uh, but it's Not like one dudes. women games. There could be one women yeah. games. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Depression Quest is a one woman game. Uh, but it's like it's. Nope, that was two people. Uh, was it? <laughs> well, the two people games is that a new genre? That's called player, a duo. Two player, two player games, games yeah. duo games. Uh, but it's, so Titan Souls is uh, top down. You're this little this little wanderer who's wandering through this this landscape, and you can kind of go wherever you want. And the whole thing is fighting these handful of bosses. That's the only thing in the world you really interact with are these bosses. Uh, the game is one hit kill. And your only weapon is a spear or like an arrow that you fire, and then you have to go retrieve it, or it you can sucks. call it back to you. It sucks. Yeah. That sounds like real life. It is yeah. like it is real life the game. It sounds like if if you were if if you asked uh, about a game that your friends were playing and they didn't want you to play it and they just started describing it, they're like, Yeah, um, there's a, all you do is fight guys bigger than you, and if you if you hit you once you die, and the only weapon you get is a little bow and arrow, but you have to charge it up. Like you gotta like you gotta like hold it down so that it shoots the arrow, and then after you shoot it. You don't have any more, so you have to go get the arrow. Yeah. So it's like it's the projectiles work like Nerf guns. Yeah, it's literally a little like bit, if, you, if you were a kid and you had like a little toy bow and yeah. you have to go in your yard, but you shoot it at something and you're like, I got you, and you then you have to actually go pick it up yourself. Yeah. And but you, you can you can draw it back to you. Though. And the bosses kill you instantly in one hit. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Do and the bosses, damn. No, yeah, it takes many hits that to kill them. That is rude. That is rude. So Super I, rude bosses. I played this game. Uh, I got an early build of it for. Um, I was doing this thing when I was still at Destructoid. I was doing a live stream series sponsored sort of by Devolver Digital, who's mm-hmm. putting this game out, and they're madmen, uh, where they would send us a build of a game and then liquor to go with it. And it was sort of sort of themed. Like, they sent us the Talos Principle and then, like, absinthe with, like, an absinthe okay. spoon and, I love like, that. sugar cubes. They're yeah. like, this is a drink of philosophers. Here's a deep game that makes you think. But then they're like, yeah, Titan Souls. Um, here, have this incredibly heavy medieval-looking, like, mead or something. And we're like, all okay. right, sure, why not? But it's just it's just mead. We should get bourbon, too. We got... Did you just, mix the bourbon with we, the mead? I don't know what we were doing. It was dumb. But that's a really hard game to play normally. Mm-hmm. And you know, have you talked about that 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 peak you reach when you're when you're when you're drunk and gaming at the same time, and you yeah. find that like that balance? Point? Yeah, somebody actually wrote in with the name of it. I forget what it is because yeah. I don't retain information Bomber's or read. Peak. But Bomber's that's Peak. What, that's what we that's call what it, it in is. programming. That's oh. exactly what it is. Thank you so much. Yeah. I knew I knew it was up there somewhere. So that's like often used in programming, and I never actually hit it. I just get really drunk. Does it have? To, it, is there is there like a it's version like, of it that doesn't involve getting drunk? Like. Smoking weed, I guess. Yeah, like I was thinking, if there was like a sober person's version of, I don't know. I mean, there's also there's a certain like a sleep deprivation version of that. Yeah, like if you've gone long enough without sleep, you sort of hit this weird creative point. But if you go too far, then you just become a kooky Mm. person. Yeah. Yeah. A kooky person. A kooky. A a a cacophonous. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Titan Souls is is. I was expecting to really hate it, and initially it does kind of slam your fingers in the door. It's like very, it's just very difficult. But then once you kind of loosen up and kind of get in the flow of things, it gets like you find the best way I can I can find this term is the sort of is the wiggle room. You find like the space that you can kind of you you can kind of just like in Hotline Miami when you get mad at the game and you throw yourself at it and you're just like, but this isn't this isn't gonna work, and then suddenly beat a level. You know yeah. like that kind of um, that margin of just throwing caution to the wind and seeing yeah. what's going to happen. Titan Souls very much has that. There's still are like strict boss patterns, but there's like a tiny bit of just like you're not sure what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very satisfying. Yeah. I killed I managed to get really just 
crap house drunk and kill some b- big monster bosses and i was yeah, really that's awesome yeah. yeah i'm totally and that's out this week right it's out this week uh, on ps4 brendan terrell reviewed it given 8.0 great uh, yeah it's this weird it looks like the bosses look like they're from uh link to the past mm-hmm. uh but the game sort of the the layout feels like shadow of the colossus uh super cool it's just that you know, recurring trend of it seems like every week a cool red indie game comes out it's, for PS4. it's a good one it's definitely if you're coming down from bloodborne you want something that's challenging but mm-hmm. not like maybe quite that level of an investment this would probably be a good yeah. good candidate yep. and so the, the the second part of your question was what do we want to see from from soft next yeah and, yeah. and we're getting a lot of you know a lot of people are like well dark souls 3 which kind of makes sense because dark souls 2 was last year people want bloodborne 2 which uh you know, Bloodborne was the uh, Sony said the the number one uh, digital game on PS4 in the month of March. Uh, obviously, a lot of qualifiers, but obviously, it sold very well. Yeah, which is always fascinating to me when uh, a game like that. I guess it shouldn't, but when a game like that sells so well digitally because it is just physically a gigantic thing investment to yeah, download yeah, on your yeah. PS4. Like PS4s don't ship with sixty terabyte drives or anything like that so yeah. you're actually eating up a chunk of your hard drive downloading it but yeah i've ran out of space on my ps4 and my xbox one very quickly which yeah is a bummer. have you ever done the hard the hard drive swap no no that sounds scary yeah, yeah. I, I want to do that when I, I, just, I put a 32 megabyte thumb drive in there and that did not help yeah so yeah. As, as much as i want bloodborne 2 uh we're obviously not going to get that for a while but yeah. we've seen dlc from these guys in the past so we'll yeah. probably get something right yeah so demon souls never had dlc but uh the original Dark Souls had the Prepare to Die edition, which had the Arturius of the Abyss DLC, mm-hmm. which was rad. Uh, three pieces of DLC for Dark Souls 2 were all really cool. Um, so I would imagine Bloodborne will get some sort of DLC. But then we were talking about, well, what, what, like, maybe FromSoft should do something else. Um, and they did Armored Core. They did Armored Core. Which I, I think I, it's one of those things I keep forgetting because it doesn't seem like it makes any sense. Yeah. Right. And so I would love the idea of sort of the framework of the Soul series, but with robots. I'd like to, I'd be down with a really, like, a super duper, like, permadeath. Like, I mean, think like what, um, God, um, that. That game from for Xbox that had the giant, huge controller setup, Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion, yeah. where like you ever hear about this, Eden? Mm-hmm. So there was there was this game, was, uh, Steel Battalion. It came with like a giant three piece like joystick cockpit you had yeah. to put together. Yeah, it only worked for this game. It had like two. There was like one sequel or one expansion yeah. pack. But it was like two hundred dollars for the controller. Yeah, and you had to put your memory card into the actual deck itself, and there was an eject button. And basically, like if your if your mech got effed up enough that you had to eject. Like you had to eject or, or like wipe your save, yeah, or something like that. It was it was obscene. so it was like and I, yeah, you hit that point where like the mech is about to blow up, yeah. and if you don't eject, the mech blows up, you die, and you have to restart the game. But if you do eject, your mech still blows up, and you don't have that mech anymore. I I had I had a, I had a friend who uh, it, when this game came out, he was in the dorms at my college, which was in New York City, and his dorm room was four feet by six feet. It was basically a prison cell. And he bought this thing and it took up half the room and he was just like, I don't care. I want to, I get to fight mechs on my TV. And I was like, dude, maybe get a Game Boy. Yeah. Like this thing was, it was, it looked like three mixing mm-hmm. boards from like a, a, a sound studio glued together with giant joysticks all over them. Mm-hmm. We still use them. We have one in the office that we still use for a prop every yeah. now and no, then. No, it's a great it's a um, great role play. Yeah. People had very different childhoods than me. Really? They <laughs> didn't yeah. have that in Canada. I don't no. know who had that. I don't know anyone who had that. We Someone um, sent that to the Destructoid show and we had that on the set. We didn't really ever know what to do with it. Yeah. But, um, that being said, I love the philosophy of like, your robot is really important to you, and if you if it's getting messed up, you need to like you need to get out, or you're going to die. Like that yeah. kind of yeah. that kind of investment. Maybe not the physical monetary investment in the actual prop peripheral, totally. 
but I'd love to see FromSoft do something with something on a larger scale than like Bloodborne or Dark Souls because you're always taking care of like one dude. Mm-hmm. What if you're like, what if they kind of adapted like that for um, FTL approach where you're like you're running a spaceship or like you have a giant mech and you're exploring unknown territory and it's still like a totally ruthless and brutal experience, but you're being followed around by Pikmin. Pikmin? <laughs> you are Captain Olimar in the next suit? Yeah, you got like you got like little little guys, like your souls or maybe your crew. I don't know. Yeah. I like that. I just feel like it always sort of it loses the kind of connection of intimacy I have when there's a, like a sole protagonist that I'm improving. But I guess there is that that kind of disposable nature of taking a whole bunch of people and killing them off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a long walk there, but I do love I I I'm curious to see what they would do if they went uh, I mean, Bloodborne and Dark Souls are, are they're, they're fantasy hack and slash, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be really curious to see what they did with, with, a, with a shooter of some kind, you know? Like, here's a game where you have a gun, and maybe maybe it's like a space gun, maybe it's a regular gun, I don't know what the deal is, but it's taking that same kind of, like, really just hitting you hard and, like, training you and making you actually work, yep. for, your, work for your stuff. Where it's like you get shot and you're gonna bleed out, you know. It's mm-hmm. not. It's like a one hit death kind. Of, I mean, that's which kind is of, interesting because uh, if you look at Bloodborne, so much the combat or almost all of the combat is so head on. Like your gun is a, uh, ostensibly just an interrupt. It's not something. It's it's not a projectile based mm-hmm. game. So to to make a game like that where there, there's that distance, I think it would be really fascinating to have that kind of have the weight and fear of 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 dying in that game, but coupled with the fact that you could have battles from. A, Across a football field, yeah, not an actual football field. That'd be weird. That'd be it'd be weird from something like robot jocks. <laughs> robot jocks. I mean, I so I read this interesting thing. I think I think Cliff Blazinski was writing about this um, a while ago, but he was he was explaining basically one of the reasons that there are so many so many first person shooters, or why there are so many shooters in general, is that it's generally pretty easy to to map a line. You know, yeah. like if something mm-hmm. is shooting in a straight line, you're like, there you go. That's that's there's your bullet going a direction. You know, uh, I'd like to see when you take that kind of not necessarily lazy game design, but that like kind of that almost lazy concept of shooting dudes, and then filter it through that really just hard boiled, challenging, yeah, punish punishing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that movie with Shia LaBeouf where you can curb the bullets. Wanted was he in that? Yeah, he yeah. was. No, that no, was, was uh, Professor X. X. Patrick Stewart. No, James McAvoy. No, James McAvoy is like the nice version of Shia LaBeouf, who isn't a terrible human. He's also like 15 years older than him, I think. No. Isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. He's he's in a wheelchair. We got a wanted video game. It was not good. Was it? Yeah. We got a wanted game? Yeah. I don't remember that. All right, so on to the next one. Here's something we talked about already. Uh, Uncharted Trilogy Remastered? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, a Swiss retailer named CD has listed Uncharted the Remastered Trilogy for PS4. Uh, the page has mysteriously disappeared. But before, the product description simply read, Uncharted 1 to 3 in HD. More information soon. And then it disappeared forever without ever being heard from again. Mm-hmm. It listed September 30th as a release date. That's did, it, did it really? Did it say that verbatim? More information soon. Yeah, with an exclamation <laughs> that's point. Cra- must have. Yeah, I'll that's... get you next time. And then it fell off the side <laughs> of the yeah. boat into the foggy miasma below. <laughs> I love that. Uh, the I mean, totally, we all think this is happening, especially with Uncharted mm-hmm. 4 being delayed. And it just makes sense in the grand scheme of HD re-releases that this would exist. Uh, September 30th, to me, is a placeholder date because it's the last day of that fiscal quarter, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, that's That's how fiscal quarters work, so that's how things work. Um, But I totally expect E3 to roll around for us to hear about this and maybe for it to have, like, 
It has uh, multiplayer beta for uh, Uncharted 4. That seems like a very safe bet. Yeah. Um, which, uh, one of the interesting things, this, this ties into one of the emails we got uh, from, uh, where is it? From Connor. Yes. Do you want to sure. read this one? Wow, that's a cool word I cannot pronounce. All right, he said, Connor said, Hey, everyone, my PS3's hard drive was murdered a few months ago. <laughs> Makes ghost noise. Um, that's actually not what the hard drive will do if it dies. It was, um, but after buying a PS4, loving it so far, I can't help but feel sad about my PS3's untimely death. I feel like I missed a lot last generation. Portal, Bioshock, Catherine, the entire Mass Effect trilogy. Do you feel my PS3 is worth repairing for some experiences to keep me going till the Phantom Pain and Uncharted 4? Or does the promise of PlayStation Now seem to be all I need? Thanks for the help. Take care of yourselves. Beyond, Connor is from Magarafelt, Magarafelt, Ireland. Ireland is so much more magical than America. What a cool! We word. don't have words like, like that. that. We just have like. We do in New England. Really? Like Housatonic. Ooh, that sounds nice. Niantic. No, those sound like like uh, like therapy baths you would go in. Yeah. We yeah. have Regina. You have you're from Regina. 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 <laughs> 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 All right, then. Um, somebody actually hit me up on Twitter the other day and was asking, like, he said that he has The Last of Us on PS3, but he also has a PS4, and he hasn't played Last of Us. Should he get the HD remaster? And I told him that, like, I, I haven't touched the remaster. Is it? Yeah. I've played through Last of Us, and I own the remaster, and I haven't had, like, any energy to play the remaster at all. Yeah. I, I mean, bought it because I was like, I'm... I have a PS4 now. So, and but I, I played th- the expansions. I yeah. think it's because you've played it already. That's, yeah, I, w- also, I felt I'm the same sc- way. I'm very scared of everything. Oh, really? So I can't play Last of Us by myself. Why did you buy that game twice? <laughs> did you do it on a dare? <laughs> Was it a double dare? No, I br- had a breakup, and now uh, I have nobody because I'm all alone. Thanks. So, so you got <laughs> a free. You got you got a, you got a breakup, but you also got a free game. Um, no, I paid up. for both games. <laughs> okay, this I, is just getting worse. <laughs> this is the last I of us of stories. Yeah, wow. Businesswoman, <laughs> salt in the wound. Wow. Um, did you say you Excellent didn't work? You didn't play the DLC. You I haven't played play the Left DLC, Behind? so that's okay. like why I bought it. Yeah. And hmm. it also came with my PS4. I was like, pick this package with mm, totally. a racing game, which yeah. I'm a bad driver. Yeah. And I already have to deal with that enough so, on a daily so, basis. Yeah, I, bad driving or. The end of the world. Yeah, the scariest. Spookies. Spooky yeah, basement I can't, dwellers. I can't. Do, I got spooked by the good wife the other day. So that's um, not a spooky And I hid show. under my desk. So that's, that oh. is. Hmm. I would. My life. I would say, if you have a working PS3 and a working copy of The Last of Us, play it. Like mm-hmm. to me, uh, the the remaster was beautiful. It's 60 frames per second. The, some of the texture work in that game is just like it's jaw dropping. But for someone who had played it already, it didn't feel like it. It didn't reinvent the wheel or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, there are still a couple parts in that game that felt a little like you know I was moving a character model around a, a backlot set because mm-hmm. that's kind of the way the game was designed, which is fine. But if you have access to that game and you want to save sixty bucks, play it on PS3. It's it's phenomenal on PS3. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I think the DLC is only a couple bucks more than that. It's mm-hmm. great. Like if, yeah, you know. So yeah, back to Connor's question though. Um, I have I think there's that there's that inherent sort of almost it's not buyer's remorse. It's like buyer's beware or something where you don't want to buy something if it's just gonna. If it's just going to get re-released, you know? Yeah. I, like, know. I feel like Mass Effect coming out, there's, there's new Mass Effect in the works that's probably not coming out this year. It's probably maybe coming out next year, but I feel like we're probably going to see an HD version of that because... Yeah. yeah. So that's that's where I'm at now with Mass Effect. I've talked about it on the podcast before. I, I haven't played any of the Mass Effect games, and I, I want to. I feel like I'm going to get fired if I don't, but I'm 
weary of starting them on like a PS3 or a 360 yeah, because I know totally. this is going to be out and probably be a little bit better on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, and I feel like, like I should just wait till give then. Give that pile of extra costumes and yeah. DLC stuff. I've actually – I've had the same sort of hankering about Uncharted about wanting to replay them mm-hmm. just because it's been – we've been reading about been, and seeing – It's yeah. been so many years since Uncharted 1. It's been, it, and it's actually – it's. I mean – I never played 3. Yeah, so, it's been yeah. a long time even since 3. It's been what, like four, four years, years or something? 2011. I mean, like yeah. I tried to play through the Uncharted series when 3 came out mm-hmm. and uh, it was really hard. Yeah, I'll come back to Because I, I played it right after Last of Us. Oh, and yeah, it yeah. Is, Ugly yeah. comparison. Yeah, so Uncharted One. <laughs> so I'm like, excited about this remaster. Yeah, Uncharted One at the time was super gorgeous, but yeah. going back to play it, you're like, oh man, this was. They and were it's definitely they're super hard, and they were just getting their footing on uh, sort of on working on the the PS3. Yeah, which is what a lot of those early, you know, first two or three years of games were. Yeah, it's it's the weakest bunch of the three, and it's got a lot of those sort of like kind of canyon set pieces where you run and just have to kill fifty dudes and then they yeah. leave. And it's also sort of like in it. Geographically, it's kind of the most straightforward of the games. Like yeah. a lot of them bring you all over the world, and this that one, game is mostly like just jungles jungle and stuff, temples, and yeah. a couple caves and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I still think it's interesting. I still think it holds up to some degree. But I, I like I look at this story and I'm like, you know, if this does happen, these guys leaked the product listing, or whatever, which happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, is this going to be just an HD port or is it going to be like a remake like are they going to remake the game like yeah. the, they did with The Last of Us because one you know one just being kind of slightly up is is way different to me than like they went in and they did all the texture work over like totally. if they made a jungle look as lush as it does in Uncharted 4 yeah. then like yeah I'm all in playing these games totally well given how given how finicky the PS3 was with the cell processor and all that yeah. I know that um, I think it was um, Neil Druckmann was saying that they thought that they thought that Porting over Last of Us was going to be way simpler than it was, and they kind of, I think that they they did that partially to kind of get a feel for like what yeah. they were getting in oh, for. Oh, totally, with, with yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that, um, I imagine that you know they probably have to do a certain amount of rebuilding, yeah, just to to get into the hood with, yeah. with to get you know get something like Uncharted One running on there when it's like it's a different it's a different animal, you know? yeah. But to yeah, to look at what Connor's question is, I mean, a PS3 you could probably get a used one now for a hundred bucks. You can buy yeah. mine. You can buy you can buy Eden's for, for. Email me at Eden at <laughs> dogs.com. Get, yeah, dogs.com. How you did for, you get that? I've been trying to get a dogs.com email address for a decade. <laughs> All the bra- I feel like that's one of those. Ones. I got your hookup, Brad. <laughs> Thank you very much. That seems like one of the ones that would have like be like get well, your get your name at your favorite thing dot com. Yep. I had like. God, what did I had? I had I had one of those like one of those dash something. Yep. I think I had Max like, at in, the dumpster. something at insecure.net <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, check me out at Brian at pizza slash delicious. Brian yeah. at speakingofitaly.com. Bioshock <laughs> um, um, yes, is, but- is one that I think that like conceptually, artistically, like uh technically speaking, like the the everything it's you know, it's an unreal game, mm-hmm. but it like it people are constantly like porting that into you know, the Crytek or you know CryEngine or Unity yeah. or whatever, making it look gorgeous. Uh, a lot of stuff about that game ages really well. The art direction, for instance. Yeah. Yep. I Unless think you're playing the, it on a phone. Sure. There <laughs> or you go. Or in the 1950s. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on a phonograph. The... The controls are like they the fact that you you have to like click in on the stick to, to zoom. Like it's not... It was when we were still sort of kind of like ironing out the details of yep. making a shooter function normally on a... On a, on a console yeah, controller. Totally. Um, yeah, this is, I don't I don't see some of these games being ported. I don't think Portal's going to be ported. I don't think Catherine's no. going to be ported. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, I would say, yeah, it's going to be a relatively. Uh, I mean, I want to say it's going to be slow next couple months for PS4, but I mean, we have Mortal Kombat and Witcher and Batman mm-hmm. and Phantom Pain. But I mean, if you can find one on the cheap, like games like Catherine and Portal and the original Bioshock are still definitely worth going through. Yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, and we're we're totally guilty of it, but there's a lot of sort of like pressure and guilt that mm-hmm. comes from uh, neck being a next-gen console owner of mm-hmm. sort of being like oh you don't have that yet you're, you're in the past you're stuck you're playing old games and stuff totally. like that but there are so many good games on the ps3 yeah oh, so absolutely. many good games yeah. and it's it's like it's i like it's not that library hasn't even come close to or the ps4 library hasn't come close to matching that yet. no it'll be a long time before that happens totally. so you know if you have to stick with one for now enjoy it there's so many games that are play mm-hmm. okay so here's an email. This hey, is email. from John in Brooklyn, New York. You might have heard of the place. Speaking of Italy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people that? left Italy to go to Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> it's, uh, it's north of um, the other cities. Uh, hey, Max, Marty, nope. probably Brian, who el- whoever else is probably in the room. That would be you, Eden. Uh, I've noticed the new podcast, Beyond Crew, seems to have a real handle on humor. Max loves the puns, as far as I can tell. Marty goes for the sarcasm, and Brian usually makes jokes that line up with just what I'm thinking. I love the new show, by the way. I find myself laughing out loud while listening. Why, thank you. Thank you. Sweet. Topic for discussion. What are your funniest game moments slash funniest games of all time? Man. Conker's Bad Fur Day immediately comes to mind for me. I remember some line about, you should probably just kill yourself, maybe simultaneously cringe and laugh nervously. Cheers, John in Brooklyn. That's a really good question. I feel like a lot of the games that set out to be funny aren't as funny as the ones that aren't at all, but no. just end up being funny. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that I, I, when I think of the funniest games of all time, I, I usually think of Grand Theft Auto. And a lot of some of that's in the writing, but I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about the scenes that are like very serious, and there's a shootout, and then a car comes down the street and hits the main character, yeah. and he's like spirals in the air like a ragdoll and lands on a roof. Like yeah. stuff like that is hilarious to me. I laugh so hard at that. Um, I think a lot of writing in games, like in in games that are supposed to be funny. Usually, like, I actually didn't think that Conker's Bad Fur Day was that hilarious. I thought it was funny because it was dark and it was on a Nintendo console and yeah. it was made by Rare, who had made these cutesy collect-a-thon platformers for so long. hopped very well on the whole South Park zeitgeist that was big at the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Of, like, something cute and adorable is cursing. And yeah. it's, well, it's, and it was... It was a, yeah. <laughs> it was especially weird because it was this game that was originally announced as like it was in the vein of Banjo Kazooie. It was this yeah. cute game where you play this cute squirrel and you're running around the environment, and then all of a sudden we saw it again, and he's this alcoholic, deposed king on a throne, just drinking, and yeah. talking about how he fought this giant <laughs> mound of literal feces. And I thought that some of the like the the writing less, but the, the sort of a lot of the slapstick in it was just kind of funny enough that it was it was stupid that it worked. Like there's a part in that game where you have to get to get to the next platform. You have to jump on a sunflower's tits, <laughs> and she like she just has, and she's just like, "Hey, jump on my boobs!" And you jump on her boobs, and you get to the next level, and you're like, "Okay, great, thanks." And, like he got drunk in that game and just like walked around throwing up on things. Like that's kind of really nice. There was these <laughs> dragons in there that were smoking weed, I think, and they, it's great. I don't even know if you're it up, but <laughs> less so were like the parts where they parodied the Matrix or sure. Private or Ryan, Private Ryan. Or, like, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, I think this question is interesting because uh, you sort of already nailed that there's two types of humor. Yeah. There's uh, mechanical humor, which I think is like Far Cry games handle super well. 
Like, if you play Far Cry 3 or Far Cry 4 and just go out to do something weird, you're going to have an amazing time. Oh, dude, like, launching a grenade at a tiger and watching it, like, just fly. (laughs) For some reason, when things blow up and people just fly away, like, I laugh my ass off. Like, in Far Cry, when you throw a grenade at a tiger's feet when he's running at you, like, that's one of the first time we got a copy of that game early in the office. And Greg Miller and I went into a Let's Play Bay, and we went to this this thing on the map that said Tiger's Cave. And we're like, we got to go here. We went there. We landed our crappy prop helicopter there. We heard this growling noise. A tiger started coming, running out of it. Greg threw a grenade. It landed at the tiger's feet, and the tiger did 17 flips in the air dead right towards our faces. And we ran out of the room screaming and laughing and being yeah. like, that's the best game ever made. It's <laughs> awesome. Like, stuff like that is great. And it yeah. was less so much like, oh, AJ has a really funny joke in this upcoming cutscene. It was yeah. it was more just like, hey, like, we just blew up an eagle with C4. See, yeah. That's the thing that I think it's it's – the weird thing about about comedy is that so much of it is like if you're if you're participating in it, it'll frequently be funny. And games, you inherently have to kind of participate. Yeah. yeah. But when they tr- sort of like the worst thing a, a game can do is uh, make fun of itself for having a shitty mechanic. Excuse me. Oh my god! Write down the swear I said. I forgive you. You have to write it down. I'm writing it down. We can't. We I'm can't talk it down. about exploding tigers. And well, as long as this word. isn't as bad as um, last week. Yeah, right. That was a nightmare. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> um, but it's like when it, when a game is like, uh oh, another block puzzle. But then you have to do the block puzzle. Yeah, like the Last of Us did it, that. The Last of Us totally did that. You had to keep doing those stupid uh, teaching Ellie how to swim things, yeah. where you like, put her on a pallet and get her. And like that game to me is near perfect, but except for those moments. And those moments of having to like, and there, Ellie makes a joke at some point, like, "Man, I probably should just really learn how to swim." And, it's like, and Joel's yeah. like, to be fair, we've had so much time to do that, and you don't have to go to school anymore because it's the apocalypse. And also, what is your damn excuse? Just learn to swim. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was thinking. No, yeah. Totally. But it's worse when it's like when it's a tongue-in-cheek kind of like yep. making fun at it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I can't even think of an example that's off the top of my head. I so I love Far Cry Blood Dragon. Um, I like it really stylistically. That's a game that's I would say pretty funny. Um, in that it bless you, bless you. It goes. Uh, it goes further with the. Like it, it, it pushes the envelope further than I was expecting it to, and also mm-hmm. the fact that they were just like, let's like make fun of our own game. But I still, I think I like Far Cry Three better as as a work of comedy because mm-hmm. it's so unintentional. Like Far Cry Three, the I mean one of the, one of the, the main guys on that went back and he's like he's like yeah this, all this is symbolic of this stuff and this is the you kill endangered animals because that's uh I don't know if you noticed that but they're all endangered and that it's a, it's a commentary on how mankind kills endangered animals and it's like. Why did I set the bear on? Why did I set a bear on fire? Like, why did you? Why did that happen in this game? Like, what? Like, I covered an animal with bombs and it ran into a, a room and blew up boys with. They're all, all in there and they're just hanging out. And um, I mean, it's always it's always the weird little bits of broken stuff that make that funny to me. Like, so many games are B movies. Like, they're things yeah. that are meant to be kind of ridiculed, and you and you you have the luxury of doing that because the games are like be, their games are beating you up. They're like they're weird. They're like if you could get bullied by. Uh, like a B movie, that's like funny Wait, game. So to be, let's let's circle back around. Now. Are we talking about uh, B movies as in like the letter, or B as in the B movie? Jerry Seinfeld's the B movie. Oh no, not the one about actual bees. So that, okay. wasn't, that wasn't a good joke. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I like the idea that games are all just the B movie. That that, that joke why? was a block puzzle. Wow. <laughs> What a, about people that couldn't what swim. Awful thing. <laughs> Damn Marty. it, Marty. What a, what a rotten joke to tell. Well, one one block puzzle I always loved in video games wasn't one at all, but in the game Perfect Dark in in, in the Carrington Institute, which is basically you start in this like really 
for some reason, this game, it's it's supposed to be really serious, but it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. But I love it for that. But Joanna Dark is a secret agent, and she works in this place called Carrington Institute, which is like this super British – uh, like polygon MI7. facility yeah. that like only two people will actually work at and in the basement is a shooting range but you can drag one of the floating crates down to the shooting range and use it to open up the to keep the door open so the assistant woman in the or person in the hallway I think it's a man stands in the hallway and he's by this laptop where he's just kind of like I'll load up any gun in the game and you can practice it on your range and you're like now nah, I'm gonna keep this door open and practice it on your face <laughs> So you can just shoot arrows at him and throw, cover him in mines, and he just stands here. He's just this British polygon man. He's just like, Argh. and you just throw crap all over him and detonate it and blow it up, but he never gets hurt. And I used to do that for hours, and that was the funniest thing in the yeah. world to me. But there's no one wrote that that's joke unintentional in. Humor. You know, exactly. like that's yeah. a glitch that makes yeah. the, that so makes the game funnier. You never got into Metal Gear, right? Well, so I was actually I was going to bring up Metal Gear because one of my favorite things in that game that's really funny is when you're in a locker and there's porn everywhere. Like that's just a joke someone threw in there, and you don't really. That's not something that like someone was like, oh, this is a funny, but like you're, when you're in there, you're like, there's eight dudes out there that want to kill me right now, and I'm looking at porn on the inside of a locker. That's so hilarious. you gotta realize that that's probably my favorite thing about Metal Gear is like there's a lot of really cool stuff it's got going for it. Yeah, but that game is those games are so wonderfully self-aware. Uh, if you, I think if you get in the locker and you like, what, do you, what is it? If you like. If you you can do, you can push a button where you like peek into the into the door when yeah. you zoom in and out or whatever. If you do that enough times to like the porno locker or something, like someone's gonna call you on the on the Kodak and be like, "What are you doing? Yeah. We don't <laughs> have gross. time for this. You're they have gross. nukes." Yeah. And in the first one, if you start like shooting ravens with a sniper rifle, like you just do it enough and you'll get a call. It'll be like. Snake, why are you killing birds? Why would you do that? It's really messed yeah. up. And you can like. You can call up your assistant who nearly like who nearly like saves your game, and if you call her up and you're like, "Hey, how's it going?" She's like, "Do you want to save your game, Snake?" And you're like, "Nah." And you call her back and you're like, "How's it going?" She's like, "Do you want to save now?" She's like, "Now." You do it enough times, and she'll just stop talking to you, mm-hmm. and you call her up, and she'll just be sticking her tongue out at you, and it's like the game <laughs> knows what you're doing, yeah. and that's like that's my favorite thing. And so many games really kind of don't do that. Yeah. Um, Man, I was thinking of in Snake Eater when you can, if you spin around in circles enough, you vomit. Yeah. And but oh, that's, that's a mechanic awesome. where if you, because you have to eat food to survive, yeah. you can eat certain things that are like rotten or poison and like you'll be totally messed up. But if you spin in a circle and vomit it out, you're fine. And I'm like, this is the yeah. weirdest mechanic in a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all stuff like that that I love. But at the same time, even with the game knowing how you're playing in that sense, there's still that, you can still, you can still screw with it. And some of the most fun I've had. Uh, in Metal Gear is just messing with guards and just mm-hmm. like trying to break the AI and trying to like screw with them and like that's what I love about Far Cry 3 so much is that like you can you can just you can you can torment that game you can torture it like you're just screwing with hamsters in a maze or something mm-hmm. yeah you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna lure these guys over here and then just surprise them and part of the, the humor to that to me is is like imagining if this were to happen in real life never mind the fact that it would be horribly like gruesome and, and messed up and just awful um, I just I love just imagining you know, a game character as a real person who's just like that obnoxious. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. basically jackass. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's I I love that you bring that up because I do that a lot. I did that in Watch Dogs. I did it in uh, a lot of stealth games like Splinter Cell. I'll do it where you just kind of run up and smack a dude in the back of the head and then run away like crazy like a little kid. Yeah, it's basically ring and run, but in video games, mm-hmm. ding dong ditch, where you're just like bong, and then he's like, who the hell was that? And you run. Ring and, and, and run was actually a, a name of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog early on. Yeah, that's a, that ring was ring a and hop run. and bop action. Yeah. So wait, you you stopped the entire podcast because I made that B movie joke, and yet. I don't 
ring and run? I don't like DreamWorks movies. I want them brought up on this show. <laughs> you and Jeffrey Katzenberg have been No, but I, lo- I love doing that in serious games where they're like, oh, go to get out. You have to go out. And you're like, nah, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to go no. smack a dude, a cop in the back of the head. And he's going to turn around and be like, hey! And I'm going to just run. Yeah. And then for like 10 minutes, they're running around looking for you. And you're just yeah. like standing next to a wall, but just they can't okay, see it. Yeah. One of my favorite parts in, on, in Uncharted 2 is like there's this part where you got to like, they're being chased by this dumb tank through this whole city. And there's just like, they're like, oh, you got to help your injured friend. You got to carry him along. And there's a, you get to this like stopping point, and it cracks me up so much. There's this there's this room where there's just a bunch of pots on the shelves, and it's like one of those kind of walk and talk <laughs> cutscenes where like you're still in the game, you can still control Nathan, <laughs> and everyone's just like, Nathan, this is really upsetting. That tank won't stop shooting us with its gun, and, and I'm just like. Really now, that's very serious. We should probably we should probably do something about it. But I'm like walking into the wall and knocking <laughs> off all these jars, and there's just pots breaking. Pots breaking in a game. Just imagining somebody breaking a but like someone. You gotta a play jar. more Bloodborne, yeah, man. There's rolling all, like, all sorts summer, of pots. Yeah, I was the one I played it. I was somersaulting all over the place. I it's great. Like, Can you imagine how much that would hurt in real? Like you go to a, you go to a, <laughs> a garden supply store and like you touch an earthenware pot, it hurts. Like if you if you were to hurt like yep. to punch that, it would hurt. To somersault into that wearing a wacky <laughs> feather cape like a big bird man, <laughs> a dumb cowboy hat. I love that. Like a goth, a goth cowboy man. With a, no, that's with that's a one. Of, I I love. This is what I'm saying, man. This is like really the crux of all this. Is that it's less so like the we wrote jokes into the script, and it's more our game so serious. But there, you can interact during the cutscenes and just start jumping on the guy's head and stuff like that. I yeah. love that yeah. stuff. Yeah, like that's that's totally breaking the fourth wall. And he's like, seven years ago, I knew I had a man. And you're like, ba ba da ba ba da ba da ba da ba, and just yeah. jumping around in the background. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. so more games fun. are able to accomplish that. Like it, it is few and far between that a game is actually written well yep. enough to make me laugh. Like tip, like double fine games are there. Like Tim yep. Schafer is obviously yep. one of those guys. But uh, yeah, few and far between is a game that's actually sets out, tells a joke, and makes me laugh. Yeah, I know. Like, so there's a lot of the Paper Mario games have really mm-hmm. good writing, yeah. like especially the ones that break the fourth wall and yeah, make Treehouse as a whole and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, they're really good. Um, but I, I love playing like Call of Duty games where they're like, "Come on, we've got to go," and you don't. <laughs> like anytime there's a game like that, we're like, "Come on, go, go, go," and, and you either go the wrong way or you just stand there. You go shoot a, uh, you go shoot like a watermelon for 20 minutes. Yeah, and then like there's a guy standing next to you and he's just a soldier and he's just like, "We gotta go." <laughs> Come on, man. Let's move, maggot. We got to get Let's POTUS. move, maggot. We got to go. Come on, man. Let's move, maggot. And you're like, nah, I'm going to hang out and stare at this tree. And he's like, ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> and the music's like ep- this epic music. Like, dun, 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 dun. And you're like, nah, I'm not going to move. I'm going to run the clock on this. Yeah. The only time I broke out laughing playing a video game was after I was like super depressed and just drunk and playing Sims for like 48 hours. Oh, Sims is good for this. Well, that's yeah. a, that's a so special kind had, of depression. Like, I had like a, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I had this Sim character that I had actually played with for about 48 hours. Yep. And they went walking downtown to go pick up some cooking books and they got cooking hit books? by an asteroid. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and then I hadn't saved at all. Oh my God. <laughs> they're just dead. Wait, is that a thing in the Sims? Yes. I haven't played The Sims as the original Sims. I don't remember being able to get hit by asteroids. That's really wow, man. I love and you're that. in that state. You're just what like, well, this a is cosmic this is- insult to like, your injury. Yeah. And that got me out of my depression. It was great. Because you you were like really at least I've never short. been hit by. I get killed by an asteroid at any minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I had, a, I had a Thanksgiving that was at I was at uh, some friend's house and it was it was a, a girl I had a crush on and uh, her friend. And like my like my mom and I went over there and we had dinner with her parents and everything was all very nice and we were like afterwards we're all just like the adults are all hanging out in the grown up room doing adult Thanksgiving stuff and we're all in like her room and we're playing the, the Sims together and she and her friend are like we're gonna play the Sims like you're supposed to and like have a nice little family and then something happened like somebody was leaving or something and so they got up to leave and I was like I'm taking off pretty soon 
I know how I'm gonna handle this. And I just went in and I was like, you know what you need in your living room is a hundred a hundred rugs and then a nice model rocket kit and some fireplaces. Yep. And then I was like, This this swimming pool's pretty great, but I think that ladder makes it a little bit garish. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like like they came back and they're like, Oh, are you taking off? And I'm like, Yeah, it's time to go. Happy Thanksgiving. It was great. And they look over and there's just Sims are all dead. I was like, Well, see ya. I'm out of here. There was an actual Killed your fake family. I was, when I was 16, I was dating somebody, and I've kept every single notebook I've ever kept, and there's a lot of them, and I was going through them the other day, and there's this picture that he drew of him, like, Eden, let's cuddle, and me with a lot of acne on my face for some reason. He drew that? Yes. That's weird. That was really nice of him, eh? And he's like, no, I'm playing The Sims. No cuddling. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... That was basically my life. Yeah. That, that is a weird comic. Yeah. <laughs> that is a weird that, comic. That is an yes. independent we, comic. We broke up. <laughs> that is like Ghost yeah. World. Yeah. And now um, I'm comically single. All right, then. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Way sure. to bring it there, Eden. Excuse me just one moment while we take a brief word from our sponsor. Whether you guys are trying to create a blog, website, or an online store, Squarespace is the easiest solution. With an easy-to-use interface, gorgeous templates, and handy 24-7 customer service from actual human beings, Squarespace is the smartest and simplest way to stake your claim to your own little corner of the internet. Are you trying to break into the games industry? Because Squarespace can be used to make a great-looking portfolio, whether you're an aspiring developer or member of the media. Head over to squarespace.com for a free trial today and use the offer code IGN at checkout to get 10% off your order. Squarespace, build it beautiful. <laughs> um, so here's a good here's one. Um, again, what are we talking about? What are we talking about on the show? Well, we got um, questions. This is your show to right, this week because it's right. not the news show this week. Hi, Max, Marty, and the rest of the Beyond crew. I was happy to hear Max bring up the Axiom Verge soundtrack a few weeks ago. Nope. Uh, that was, <laughs> that was me. Yeah, that was You guys sound alike. Do we? Nope. Yeah, you guys both sound like uh, angry Because uh, Max and I, his other podcast, there's somebody that sounds exactly like Max. His name's Scott Bromley, and they legitimately sound like each other. I don't sound anything like Max. I think I'm a changeling. Are, is that what you are? No, I'm a chameleon. But you come couldn't come tell come I shifted come it come right come in front chameleon. of you. <laughs> God. I'm a um, professional singer. <laughs> What's what's the rest of this about? Yeah. Anyway, what are your favorite video game soundtracks? I'll go for the easy answer and the most likely answer. Marty's Journey. The music is amazing. Composition by Austin Wintry. Grammy nominated. Because that means things. They give Fergie. They give awards to Fergie. Uh, That is amazing as a standalone composition, but the way it blends with the movements and environments in-game makes it my number one choice. Thanks for your time and keep up the good work. Todd Christensen. Um, Yeah, Journey is super up there for me in terms of that soundtrack, like... That makes the it's one of the rare games that uh, if you play uh, on silent or if you play on mute or if you play while listening to something else, you are missing out. Yeah, mm-hmm. on some of the emotional payoff of the game. Let uh, me let me ask the room a question: How often do you guys listen to video game soundtracks outside of the video games that they're in while you're playing? Pretty them? often. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which got, ones do you listen I'm to? I'm building a pretty good like vinyl collection here. I got um, GTA soundtrack. Okay. Fantastic. Well, like, that's. I, have, I mean, that's licensed no, like the music. Score. The oh, the score. Like the, the, okay. Um, there we go. Yeah, the Tangerine Dream and the Alchemist and yep. all that. Um, incredible, mm-hmm. incredible score. Um, I think that's the only soundtrack I have on my phone actually. Uh, Hotline Miami. Yep. Yeah, gorgeous, that one's incredible. Lovely. Yep. Um, Blood Dragon. Great yeah. one. Yeah, sure. That was that's the 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 key thing there is that all those soundtracks are made by um, regular musicians. Mm-hmm. Not to say that gay musicians aren't musicians, but I think that it's... It, Did you it, say gay musicians aren't real musicians? Game. I heard, game. <laughs> game. Game. Video game. IGN exclusive. <laughs> I work for a video gay website. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but it's not to say that there's, you know, that they're that they're less credible, but I think that 
musicians who are usually working without the confines of this has to be in this level where you're blowing up oil drums or whatever. Yeah, like they're uh, not thinking within those. Yeah, The Last of Us. Yeah. That was a, the guy who did the score for like Sin Nombre and, mm-hmm. and all these amazing movies. Last of Us has an excellent score. Yeah, mm-hmm. that whole like that super barren, sparse yeah. guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, the Katamari Damasi uh, soundtrack is incredible. The Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future soundtracks are both awesome. Uh, yeah, a lot a lot of video game soundtracks don't, or at least modern ones even more, don't really work too much outside of the confines of the game. Because the way video game soundtracks are designed, they have to sort of inherently ramp up with the player movements, mm-hmm. which means they're designed in chunks. Like we did a uh, Goldfarb, Andrew Goldfarb, who went on to work for Borderlands, uh, did an awesome interview about Borderlands a couple years ago with uh, one of their musical directors who basically talked about how uh, film, video game soundtracks how, have to basically count for the times in the game where there's idiots like me who are like, I'm not going to go yet. I'm going to stay. So you can't just have this music keep ramping up mm-hmm. if a character doesn't move. So they have to be sort of built in chunks. So it's like this is how intense this scene is, but when I cross this imaginary threshold in the game, like more of the symphony sort of builds up, yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden it starts oh, getting bigger and more within a giant synthesizer. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very interesting like that. So a lot of it to me, it's hard for me to listen to. Like like Nintendo sent me the uh, Smash Brothers soundtrack, and I put it on while I was cooking dinner the other night, and I'm like, this doesn't work. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't function. I'm not beating up anybody in a frantic fighting yeah. game to this music, right? Yeah. Did it's, you try tenderizing meat while listening to this? That would have been, that would have been great. I'm just throwing eggs all over my apartment. Yeah, so a lot of that stuff's interesting, and like I know that I've tried to, like I know the Final Fantasy stuff. It like when I was in college, I tried like studying to it because it's that's that's a little more palatable because it's kind of like it's orchestral and it's it's instrumental. Uh, but not all of it really works. I would say most, to me personally, most video game soundtracks do not work outside of the video game that you're playing them in. Yeah, I I, I, I agree mostly with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I still uh, a couple of the things I write to are uh, Jim Guthrie's Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery soundtrack, that was so good, which is still absolutely phenomenal. I yeah. like uh, Darren Korb's uh, Bastion and Transistor soundtracks. Mm-hmm. These are games that really put music first. Like the Proteus soundtrack is really good. The Hokum. Pro- does that really? Does, okay, it's, wait, hold on. Hold on. Proteus. That's a totally. That game is a soundtrack. Yeah, like yeah the whole thing is that, that game is is the sounds you hear are in relation to the things, things around you. Yeah, like your a tree <clears throat> will make a noise and then it'll loop that noise. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't count as a soundtrack. That's like the game but itself is. That sort of no, that totally counts, right? Right, but you can't. How do you put that on a record if everything's a procedurally generated forest where the woodland animals make different noises? I uh, I have a uh, stay tuned for the next Eden the Cat album. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have a neck. I have a small uh, a child that I've paid to play the game next to me when I want to listen to it. And so the child follows me around, and I have headphones in his video game. Wow. And that's how I listen to it. That so is weird. how the Big Brother program works. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's how IGN works. Yeah. That's how, see, I'm doing something good for the, for the youths. Huh. Sound Shapes also had a really good soundtrack. Sound Shape? Well, oh, yeah. again, that's a, that's a synthesizer. Stop Rock compartmentalizing band? me. I don't know. Mario Paint had a good soundtrack. Rock Did you say Rock Band? <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> yeah. Um, surprisingly, I was, so I got the Hotline Miami soundtrack, which I was really excited about, and I was expecting... Um, I was expecting it to be like uh, way too intense for doing stuff. Um, like I'll put it on. I mean, I got it on on physical records because I'm an ironic ass like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just so here's a downloadable game that I only got on vinyl. Um, but I put, I put it on and I'm like, I'm gonna go do some stuff around the house. Like I'm gonna clean my house. I'm gonna have like a big cup of coffee and like mop the floor. And this music about killing people with a mop is gonna help me do that. Um, put it on. And it's like surprisingly laid back. 
Mm-hmm. Like the uh, Brian, you were saying that like having to repeat the same area over and over again, like it kind of will it'll beat the life out of a track. Like you get it tired really does. Yeah. At a point. Yeah. Weirdly enough, putting it, the, doing the opposite and putting it on by itself and just letting it letting it sit. Um, maybe it's just the pacing of the game or something. But like, yeah. It's those those a lot of those tracks are like pretty chill on their own. I think that's really fascinating because that actually makes that sort of makes the standalone product almost better than the actual game because mm-hmm. unless you're a plus perfect at that game, which I don't think anybody is on on their first few goes at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were there were songs in that game that I was like the first two times I heard them, I'm like, this is one of the most just like dope pumping electro joints I've ever heard in my entire life. And 45 minutes later, I was like, I never want to hear this again because yep, yep. I every time it hits that one beat, a cop shoots me in the face, and that's what I identify with it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like listening to that album outside of the confines of the game is probably really awesome which I can't do unless I buy it on physical media because uh, you can't just go on iTunes and buy the Hotline Miami soundtrack because mm. they're so Ooh. cool they hate money there's a there's a, a fake Hotline Miami soundtrack on that iTunes, I did right? buy yeah that, yeah that sucked you were tricked I was tricked that's yeah a, that's annoying don't buy whatever Hotline Miami soundtrack is on iTunes yeah that's Some, Gloria Estefan is a, is a ripoff she's a charlatan <laughs> yeah she should um, know better by now Eden what about you You're, you are a musician so you and, and, a, and a programmer so like you What's your take on music and games? Um, so I hardly pay attention most of the time. Really? Um, well, I do, but it's more like I'm experiencing it, and then I just, when I'm done the game, I don't really think about it. I never w- listen to game soundtracks. One thing I did really like was, I think it was Team Teamwork made Ocarina of Rhyme. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was amazing, mm-hmm. yeah. and I still listen to that constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Have you heard Chrono Jiga? No. That is real. It's That's really, real it's great. Have you heard uh, um, don't. Golden Fly? That's a double. Is that real? Actually, yeah. Golden oh. Fly is great. Oh, really? I, I, was just, yeah. I was wondering which of you is going to be the first one to uh, lie. There's yeah. Vinyl Fantasy Seven. <laughs> no, you made that one up. No, that's a real one. That one's good. So um. I don't buy vinyl ever because it's rude to the planet. That's actually not why. It's <laughs> rude I, to the planet. <laughs> it's, it's rude to Etra, the goddess mm-hmm. of life. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, it's kind of weird because I've been kind of working on hopefully doing more music for video games don't know anything about music and video games. Yeah, well, maybe you um, should listen to it. Maybe you should. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you should I should just way, have you know? a fresh take. That's true. Yeah. I don't like, think those Tangerine Dream guys know much about games, but they made, they made some awesome awesome music for GTA. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, uh, I have a song in a game called Zeo Drifter, mm-hmm. and it plays when you beat the game. And I was going to do that anyway. Because it's like a quirky little Metroidvania game. I think it's coming. It's probably coming to a PlayStation platform soon. But when I finished the game and my song started playing, I was like, "Damn, that is an awesome feeling." Yeah, like that's so that I, was just a weird. I've never had anything that that happened to me. before. I recently did the the song for the Paradise Never game trailer. Oh, cool! And that was a yeah. pretty cool feeling. Yeah, it's it's nuts, right? Yeah. So that's interesting, though, that you'll you'll play games, but kind of see the music is secondary it's not something you're it's, actively it's noticing it's not that it's secondary it's part of the environment it's not like i go and actively seek out the trees from far cry in right the real world right i no, that's because that's kind of how i feel i feel like you have to go all the way to the south pacific to find them that would be expensive exotic <laughs> trees some of them can be found at your local gardening stores but they're very small there sorry go ahead <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but it's it's just um like there's I rarely could tell you what the songs sounded like in a game. The one, only one is probably like Binding of Isaac because I've died so many times in that right. game. I actually don't get annoyed with that song. I like that song that they mm-hmm. play over and over and over again. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's how I feel just... about Bubble Bobble. You know, it's a good there's song. There's one it's song in that game. The, the death song from Uncharted 2. That's just like one guy just like freaking out on a vuvuzela. Yep. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Are you a cat in heat? <laughs> no, but they, they got a they got a cat in heat and hooked it up to a trumpet to make the death noise <laughs> for yeah. that game. And then put it like in front of a theremin. That's one of the, funny, that's one of the funniest noises in a video game. <laughs> More games need theremins. Um, yeah, I I love um, so I love listening to old game soundtracks and I I don't know How much old? about music like. A hundred. No, because like I tracked a hula hoop. Like I mean, you, like Super Metro. Are you bumping? You're bumping like NES songs here in the whip. I listen. I frequently get the, the urge to listen to. That's a car. The uh, oh. like Super Metroid soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. Star Fox. Never heard that. Um, the Doctor Robotnik Mean Bean Machines first level has <laughs> awesome sound. <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised, but I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Damon Hatfield and I talked about doing a, a remix project back in the day that was basically. Just remixes of old, old epic games, well, and calling it calling the album Double Dragon. <laughs> okay. When so, I was so little, I, I, the first like songs that I wrote lyrics to, I would sing along to the Mario soundtrack. Yep. <laughs> really? um, yeah, I just I the things I, I like I'll I'll hear like I listen to also a lot of eighties music. I listen to a lot of music that was and like seventies funk and stuff, stuff that was popular when theoretically these soundtracks were being written. Yeah. And I'll hear I'll hear like. Similar, similar hooks or like stuff that were, I can't tell if it's just because I it's just associating sounds or whatever, or if it was in fact something that influenced something else. But like, there are uh, bits and pieces of like of um, you know Super NES or uh, you know Super NES soundtracks that like that sound a lot like like new wave hooks and like oh, you know, totally. stuff like Marauder and Blondie and like well a lot of them were probably and... directly lifted oh yeah yeah no, like hundred totally. percent I mean there's like the the Earthbound soundtrack uh, people have uh, removed parts of it and they completely steal Beatles songs yep yeah yep I mean they were stealing covers back then but if you look at the cover of Contra yeah. it was basically just but it's Predator it's yeah. kind of funny because it's it's like sort of an outsider perspective too because like you'll have like a Super Metroid level that's about weird frog funguses that are attacking Samus or whatever but it sounds like the beginning of uh, Talking Heads burning down the house yeah. and it's like you could not have a further stretch from like somebody who's working on you know Super Metroid in like the early 90s to what David Byrne was doing in New York in the 80s like yeah. it's just a different you know so it's kind of kind of repurposing it more than anything yeah. it's almost yeah. like this kind of just it's a transformative process. So, yeah, I don't totally. Know. I've always had this idea for. I'm not a musician. I don't understand how music works, but I think it'd be cool in a game, uh, like these open world games that have like a morality system where you're really sort of forging your own path. Uh, that never seems to uh, uh, speak with the music. Mm. And so I always thought oh, this wow. game of something like a, a fable game or like a, uh, an Elder Scrolls game where the decisions you make along the game impact sort of what your theme is. And so that by the end of the game, my character's theme can be way different than one of your themes. So because you, I am just this awful human being and so I have this sort of thunderous evil, like huh. Vader-esque theme. Yeah, so whereas, I, I like the idea that it's just full on like butt rock. Yeah. I was like, gonna say, like if like, you're angry and brooding, you're just throwing your pillow at the door and you're like, I hate you, dad. And it's just to taking corn. back Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, here comes a bad girl crawling in my skin. I mean, I would love that if at the end of the game it just paired you up with a song. Like <laughs> yeah. this is how you this is how you played you're uh, so GTA evil 5. That all the, the only song that's playing is Nickel backs animals yeah it's a song about banging underage girls in a car and on if a you train do, track if you're Canada, nice it's just Canada. If, if you're nice it's just pharrell's happy for 15 yeah. days straight like, i'm happy what's the message of this game everything's everything's screwed up and it's wrong yep it's a yeah. bad place that's good we've 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 hit our hour mark almost oh wow how about that um do you have to run yet yeah, I do. Okay, so do we want to? Should we should we close it out and let Brian do his his pick for the essential fifty? Yeah, we have some sure. good questions. We'll save them for next week. No, we want to get through a question real quick. We can do it. You want to um, do one more? Here's a here's a good question. Yeah, okay. so one last from question. Jose Nunez. He says he's in the Facebook group. He says, "What would you want to see the future Vita be? 
What would you want it to do? Oh, God, I want it to exist first and foremost. Like I, I'm sort of worried about them ever making either handheld again. Mm-hmm. I think like they. So I think the PSP and the Vita both sold enough to be considered successes to mm-hmm. some degree, right? Um, the Vita probably less so for a number of reasons, but I would I'm, I've I've been a big handheld gamer since they started. Like this, I mean before. Before the before the GB the, the Game Boy, I had uh, Tiger Electronic handheld systems. I had uh, Game and Watches that like my grandmother would go to like the the Woolworths in New York City and be like, "I got you a Donkey Kong," and just hand me this thing and I'd be like, "What's this?" And open it. It looked like a little purse, and I'd open it up and it'd be like, "Holy crap! There's two TVs in here that play one thing." Um, I've oh, I've always loved the notion of handheld gaming. Obviously, mobile gaming's put a major dent in that, but mm-hmm. I st- I think there's still there's still a fight left in in that dog, and I want to see. I would love to see a successor to the Vita. I think that they need to get. I, like I've always said, they need to get away from that open face sandwich design and go with cl- something clamshell. Like that is. Inc- huh. I think that's incredibly important. I yeah. think it's something that sort of divides. It makes. What I love about the Vita is that it's like this amazing, well-designed system, but it's it totally feels like something for grown-ups. Yeah, and yeah. that's not how you sell millions of units. Like you go the Nintendo route, you make something clamshell, you make it a little cheaper, cheaper, easier produce, something a kid can throw into the backseat of a car or into his book bag and go to school. Yeah. Whereas the Vita and the PSP, they always required like a purse, a satchel, yeah. some sort of carrying case. You're um, always worried about scratching up the case. Totally, or, in your backpack yeah, the, or the, your luggage because it's, the screen is so front and center. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous screen. You never want anything bad to happen yeah, to it. Yeah, if you're going to be throwing that much money at a, at a screened product that's shiny like that, you're going to get yeah. an iPhone. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like I, if if or they both, if, if you're Rootsy, yep. <laughs> if you're Rootsy, if if they're going to do a successor, I'd like to see it be clamshell. And I know a lot of people are probably mad at that because they want this like really boutique, amazing looking thing. But I think you can do both. I think mm-hmm. there's a way to make it so it feels compact and it feels contained and it feels safe. But it also uh, doesn't lose the fact that it, the Vita is a gorgeous piece of machinery. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't entirely agree, agree with the hand, uh, clamshell thing. I that's still, fine. I still think the original Vita. I, I, I think the Vita. I like how it feels better than the 3DS. Uh, just in terms, of, I mean, like you said, it feels like a, a, a piece of electronic hardware as opposed to a toy. Yeah, which yeah. isn't uh, pejorative or anything uh, for yeah. either of them. But I just like the way the Vita feels. I think the one thing going forward is it needs internal memory and it needs enough of it to where I don't have to worry about filling up my dumb yeah. card I don't yeah. have to worry about buying this $75 you know memory card and it's got to be some sort of standard memory system right totally, nothing yeah. like this this proprietary $95 mm-hmm. for 6 gigs garbage yeah, that yeah, they've been trying to hustle not. the last few years where I read stories about price drops and it's like 64 gig is is now down to $65 like that's not a deal mm-hmm. you like that's like give us something that we can work with yeah. you know you can get an SD card for your 3DS for for you know $15 like, yeah Bring it down to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love specific decisions. I love cross-buy and cross-save. Yep. I think it's awesome, especially for indie games. Like, There's no reason I shouldn't be able to play Hotline Miami on everything or Spelunky on everything. I don't or yeah. think we've seen it. the beginning of the Vita and the PS4 playing together yet. Yeah. Like, we sort of, like, I think that PlayStation Now, or is it PlayStation Now? Is it yeah. live, Play? Live? What? No. Now? Yeah. Play Now Live. PlayStation Now, I don't think we've seen the beginning of that, like, working. They're still kind of trickling that out mm-hmm, in beta. Mm-hmm. It's not really there yet, but... I mean, once we get, like, once we start getting, like, you know, you could play Uncharted 3 on your handheld on the toilet, you know? Like, yeah. Like, it's just make that work, and we got something. Which know? I feel like I we're... I really need it to be waterproof, because I only play my Vita in the bathtub. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's... Get a nice, uh, get a nice Ziploc bag. Yeah. Shove yeah. it in there. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's who, who was it? It was it was um I think it was Ben Kachera at Polygon who tweeted the the weird the weirdest the, like the weirdest pro tip. He's like, "Hey everybody, if anybody else has a 7-inch uh Kindle Fire or whatever, I'll have you know that they're exactly the same size as it was like a diaper disposal bag or it was some kind of it was something it was like it was a really specific uh electronic device and then a really extremely <laughs> specific kind of embarrassing type of plastic bag and he's like they're just the same size if you like to you know do stuff in the bath <laughs> so weird damn it ben <laughs> i have like a desk set up by my bathtub and since i work from home sometimes i program from the bathtub okay, sure. so um, I don't know what that got reference it strapped to is. the radiator or something. Did you really not Can't know what that for your Royal Tenenbaum's reference was? No, I didn't. Oh, That's boy. Sick. Wow. You work from home, you should put on some movies in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Canada doesn't have those films yet. Oh, I do I do want to... We're wanna... watching Die Hard today for the first time. I know. Are you, you watching it for the first yeah. time, yes. too? Is you it, and is Brian Albert. spooky? Die Hard is not spooky. Spooky? Yeah, she's very worried that Die Hard is scary. I mean, it's tense at, at moments. I wouldn't say it's it's scary though. It's not spooky. No, it's, it's, I mean, that being said, it's scarier than The Good Wife. So I mean, it, it's it's sort of scary in that uh, a man is tricked into thinking he's going to a vacation Christmas party, but he's really not. <laughs> he's going to fight bad guys. It's probably scary for that the bad is guys. Every Christmas party for me. Yep. he dies hard. He doesn't die because it's too difficult for him yep. to do it. Yeah, to die softly. All right, we, we, there's that. I could go on on the Vita thing forever. Yeah. yeah. On that note, I think we're going to go over the uh, the ga- the new games <laughs> of the week because we don't have any news. The new there's, ghosts. There's the news ghosts. Yep. News games ghosts. Um, yeah. Here's what's coming out. Best of arcade games deluxe edition. Brick Breaker, Tetraminos, Bubble Buster, and Air Hockey. Rediscover four timeless classics. Next, Blocksick for the PS Vita Dope. digital. These are all weird names. Is yep. Viva Pinata coming to PlayStation yet? <laughs> no. I, I wish, but no. You're going to have to wait for the rest of your life for that. That's um, not. Sadly, never going to happen. Gr- Gradius 5. It's a PS2 classic. That's too many Gradiuses. Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy. Mm-hmm. PS2 classic bundles coming to digital. Interesting. Um, yeah. Doesn't say if that's. I don't think that's coming to. PS4. PS4 isn't playing PS2 games, right? No. no. Stupid question. Yeah, no. everything's stu- everything's the dumbest with those. Yeah, it's, yep. it's really, it's who's on first there. All right. Medieval Defenders is coming to PS Vita. That's digital. Here's a big one. Mortal Kombat X, the grossest game of all time where you could rip off a man's testicle and beat him to death with it and then yeah. carve it into a skull and then crush the skull with your mm-hmm. hair. So they have, they have fatalities and now they also have brutalities because fatalities just weren't mean enough. Brutalities aren't new. They've been around for a while. Have they? They were just angrier fatalities. They should have brutalities. They should have rudalities. Or just rude. Or it's a sick burn. Oh, like when you tell you tell somebody that you love them, but it's a lie. Yeah, that's just called reality. Yeah, <laughs> a reality. Ah! Uh, hey, Scorpion, how come you have a skull for a face, but you got skin on your arms and stuff, huh? And he's just like looks at his feet, and it's like reality. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless victory. Um, yeah, Tesla Grad is coming to PS4 and PS3. It's a 2D puzzle platformer with action elements. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like Die Hard. Yeah, it's like Die Hard. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I like Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> Titan Souls, PS4, PS Vita, digital cross buy. Yep. Um, that's a fun time. You guys that's check a cool that game. Eight point out. Go purchase that and play a fun mm-hmm. video game. We are doomed. Is coming to PS4 digitally. That sounds spooky. It's a twin stick shooter where you zap polygon baddies. Um, and of hey. course, <laughs> sorry. Um, and uh, we're also doing our ongoing uh, PlayStation Plus book club. We didn't get yeah. a chance to get to that, but um, we're playing Aru's Awakening, and uh, that's on PS3 and PS4, and 
uh, monster bag on the PS Vita. Yeah, cool. those games are free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna have out. we're gonna have a full segment on it next week. Yep. Uh, so closing out, Ryan, Ryan. Ryan Scott. Ryan Clements. Ryan, Ryan Scott. Shout out to Ryan Clements and Ryan Scott. I love all those Ryans. Uh, all the Ryans are the best. Uh, uh, what is your uh, selection this week for the Essential 15? So this is sort of a safe bet, but I want to throw it out there because I feel like it didn't sell as many units as it should have or deserve to. Not like I'm really invested in how much a game should sell, but I feel like more people should have played this game, and it's called Guacamelee. Yes. And Guacamelee is on PlayStation huh. Vita, and it's on PlayStation 3, 3 and, PlayStation, and 4. PlayStation 4. So you really have no excuse. I think it's even on, like, Wii U and a bunch it's of other. It's on Wii U. It's on Xbox One. It's on PC. Yeah, like, you really have yeah. no excuse. But it started on uh, on the PlayStation Three mm-hmm. and Vita, and that's where I played it first. And it had um, you could actually cross save, jump between the two. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and it is a what we have started calling a few years ago a Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's also it could be also considered a WrestleMania. Yeah, it is a WrestleMania. It's it, we talk about this on the show a lot, and you know we talked about it on, on the old show a lot, but uh, it's. It's a really wonderful sort of action platforming game starring this guy who has to basically beat up – he's sort of a Lucha Libre wrestler mm-hmm. and has to fight other people of his ilk and also animals. Mm-hmm. You can turn into a chicken. There's a beautiful woman that you get. Now, a lot, a lot of the things that a lot of people were deterred by this game was that it's full of memes. Deterred. Yeah. yeah. Deterred. <laughs> you said deterred. Deterred. Did people used to make fun of Destructo by calling it deterred? Never one, no one ever called it that. Okay. No one ever did. Okay. Nobody ever called me the death. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody ever call you martyred? Ooh. That's turdy sleeva. Turdy sleeva. What about bag of sh- <laughs> <laughs> The worst part about that is I have to write it down. God. What was it? You have to go listen to that, that insult again when you censor that, that part where I called you a bag of sh- <laughs> Stop doing that, Brian. Sorry. Max, defend me. So Guacamelee is awesome. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of like internet meme stuff. There's like, you know, g- kind of like grumpy cat portraits in the background. And they're, they're kind there's of like... There's actually in the background. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember yeah. seeing that. Um, and it's, it's a Greg in that game? Uh, he's in the, the PC, PC version. version. Yeah. They made a skin where he's wearing his up at noon suit. So yes, Greg is in that yeah. game. Um, and it's, it's just really cool. It's really fun. It's incredibly difficult at mm-hmm. times totally. uh, some of the boss fights are like bloodborne level of throw your controller is, angry yeah some of them get real bad yeah, yeah so that's that's the only way i would sort of be a little hesitant to push people 100 percent into this game because there are times where i wanted to walk away for good if yeah. you're playing cross by though swapping between the two is yeah. frequently a good way of sidestepping a really frustrating boss fight yeah because you have to step away but yeah yeah totally will it make me drop my vita in the bathtub um it might make you throw your Vita. Yeah, it might, might make you drop you go it to draw a bath and then throw the Vita in there because yeah. you're mad. <laughs> yeah, because you're yeah. mad. With a hair dryer. Yeah. That game is super dryer. gorgeous. Its score is awesome. Yeah. The game is beautiful. It has those two. It has sort of like the Day of the Dead world. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, it, the writing's actually decent. It has some some funny characters. Also, Drinkbox, uh, those guys are incredible. And they're working on Severed now, which you and I played at PAX. Yeah, uh, awesome super excited game. for that. Yeah, yeah very awesome so far. That's from what probably we've the seen. next Vita game that I'm super stoked about. Yep. I... I I don't know. I have weird reservations about that. Like, I love that game to death. Like, I gave that game a perfect score when it came out, and I reviewed it, and I, I, I think it's fantastic. But for whatever reason, it just it doesn't. Um, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it, it. It. It's too fresh. I feel like. Like I don't know. It just. It's too. It's too recent, and it's. Ooh. It never felt like specifically. Like a PlayStation game. I don't know. That's like a weird. I, I'm not. I'm not shooting it down. No, you're allowed to. That's the, like? that's the whole point yeah. of this forum. You meant like uh, a, a necessarily an exclusive PlayStation. Oh, game. Yeah. Like um, it did, I think of it, and I honestly, I was like, I'm trying to remember. 
I mean, I played it on, on PS3 and Vita. It, it wasn't exclusive when it came it was, out. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was a time yeah. exclusive. Okay. But eventually then it eventually came to PS3 and yeah. then Wii U. And, yeah. I, yeah. I would say that's where more, most people experienced it, and that's where that's where it started, where its, it, its home began. Um, but, yeah, if you want to push back against it, I'm totally okay with that. I mean, it is new. Huh. It is fresh. Uh, I could have gone for another old deep cut like Killer7, but yeah. I feel like this is one that's – it's it's not your Uncharted. It's it's not your uh, sort of Gran Turismo's or GTA's. It's nothing like that that scope, and it, it didn't reach that many people. So mm-hmm. if I can give it another mm-hmm. nudge to get people to try it, then sure. But if you want to shoot it down, sure, we can go to war. This is gonna get. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it'll be like a mild war. I don't really know. What, I don't know what we do actually. Like we kind of. Someone is literally screaming in the other room. Yeah, I don't know why war has already erupted. We have to. We begun we, the Great Guacamole Wars. Half. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess no. let us know if. Uh, yeah. If, how about the? Let's in the comments. How about you decide? Yeah. yeah. If it makes it. Yeah. Let us know. Chime in. That's, yeah. That's your call, beyond listeners. What I will say is that uh, guacamole is dumb. I'm not a fan okay, of now you can get the hell oh, the out. dip. Yeah, I do. I think it is one of the worst because it is not sauces. I think Brian's right. You are bag. <laughs> write that, yeah, write down. that down. Yeah, <laughs> bag. <laughs> I agreed with you. I like guacamole. The old bag. Um, just the worst. On that note, I think we are going to uh, roll the credits. And okay. Play the lovely I got to run. Song. I love you guys. All right. You can follow Brian on Twitter. He's Agent Bizzle. That's right. You can follow Marty. He's McBiggity. I am. Eden, you're Eden the cat. And where can yes. they hear the things you do? Uh, you can visit orphanmothers.bandcamp.com and jimmyandeden.com to hear podcasts. And... Uh, what else do I do? Go to various, oh, yeah. You can go to various Vox Eden websites. Eatingthecat.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on YouTube, too, some places. Skrillex.bandcamp.com. Yeah, um, TaylorSwift.title.org. Taylor Swift sent me a restraining order. <laughs> really? No. Oh, man, that would have been <laughs> awesome. Really I would have podcasted but, yeah. for another half hour if that was true. <laughs> All right. Right. I love you guys. All right. Bye, Bye Brian. Bye. Could, Bye. He, literally could, he literally couldn't wait until... Right. So. What should we do? Well, what should we do with Well, Brian's gone. I guess we could just... Yeah, rip his paper up. Do he, doesn't get, he doesn't get do any paper. Cranes? <laughs> All right. And I don't. I think we're done. Beyond everybody. Beyond. Beyond.